Welcome back to another special episode of Technicari. Um, today I'm a bit out of my element because what is going to be discussed is something that I've, I have not been familiar with for like the last, I'd probably say seven months, like, you know, actual physical fitness. Uh, I've been slacking yeah, even with the lockdown. So um, before we get into that, I'm going to, uh, you're all the way that we're joined by my two least favorite people in the world. Rufaro, who is beginning to hate me more and more as time goes on, and Ed, who I think we're enemies at this point. So, um, yeah. Yep, there is a reason why your mic was not working. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and Rufaro was being quiet for whatever reason. And I think this yes, is just I'm getting to hating you, as you said. <laughs> All right, so since, since no one here likes me, except okay, let me let me make a good impression on our guest. Takunda Mjuru is the um, our guest today, the, the, the founder, creator of ZimboFit. Uh, so, would I be correct in saying ZimboFit is Zim's first fitness app? Yes, you would be correct, as far as my research informs me. Okay, awesome. So, before we let him take over, I'll just do a short introduction of, of what ZimboFit is because I guess I'm electing myself as the authority when the creator is here. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's just roll with it. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I checked out the app. It's basically, it basically is an, an, a progressive web app that works like an app, allows you to set meal plans, work out uh, your, your workout and track progress, uh, and accessing uh, training programs through. Uh, professionals and uh, and through their programs they help you with meal plans and all that kind of stuff there's a really cool layout uh, and it's something that is done uh, over web which which I like so I'll let uh, Takunda take over and you know introduce himself and what ZimboFit is all about on top of the nonsense that I was talking about okay thanks Valentine you pretty much wrapped it up nicely um, so uh, again being redundant my name is Takunda <laughs> don't you hate it when when inter when interviews for jobs and everything when you ask them okay so tell us about yourself and then they say oh okay my name is takunda i'm we know you are takunda we kind of have the cv in front of us <laughs> but anyway pressing things <laughs> exactly so um I've, I've always been pretty passionate about technology and uh I have a background in computer science and IT management and everything. Um, my day job is actually as an IT executive, but I spend a lot of time um, working out. So with this whole working out thing, I kind of figured uh, there's a lot of apps that I went through that I started using and everything. I suppose we'll get into that a bit later, but coming around to ZimboFit, um, what it basically is and what it achieves it's more about what it achieves it is a whole product platform for people to achieve their fitness goals and the reason why i say a whole product is because there are a lot of elements in it that are carefully picked to make the right combination for people who want to achieve their fitness goals um, so you find everything in there so it's mainly motivated by people who want to achieve fitness goals and then we kind of plugged in everything that we need um, uh, that those people need rather to appear in that app. I think the in a summary kind of way, that's what it is. Awesome. Thank you for not making me redundant with my first question. Uh, that's that's <laughs> very kind of you. I, I should learn a lot from you. Uh, so obviously the, the starting point would be uh, it's Zim's first fitness app. Um, so my question is in like three parts. 
so the inspiration behind it, like um, what drove it. And the second part is um, what market are you targeting with the application? And the third part would be since it's offering meal plans and exercise regimens, you're, 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 you're a fitness guru yourself. So obviously you, you supplied uh, some of the stuff and the partners you partnered up with. So can you break down those elements, the inspiration for the app, market you're targeting and you know, the, the, the partners you have on board? Okay, so the inspiration. Um, as I pointed out earlier on, um, I've been quite big on fitness for a while, for as far back as I can remember actually. Um, from, you know, sports in, in uh, primary school and everything to high school, to university, to, you know, after all of that. And then you can't really spend a lot of time playing football and everything unless it's, you know, those boozer leagues or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, you start, you know, going to the gym and things like that. So the inspiration has always been um, to live this fitness lifestyle. There are, there's a lot that comes into it. There's no, it's not just, you know, just showing up at the gym every day or every second day or whatever. There's a lot that goes into it, making it an actual lifestyle. And this is something that I experienced myself and tried to find in apps that are out there. And the main thing that I wanted was to sort of track the progress with everything that I would do. So it, it turned out, that in my experience with every sort of fitness direction that I tried to take, I had to get a different app for it. If I wanted to start tracking, you know, meal related stuff, it needed to be a whole different situation and everything. And then I started looking around because I've been to a few gyms around Zim and it's the same sort of problem. And then I figured with all of these problems that we have, um, I started doing research. I'm like, what are the, main three things that people are worrying about when when they want to embark on a fitness journey and then what i found was that it was one they want a way to track their fitness and then two they want some guidance from professionals for actual training you know make sure they're safe and all of that which is why you find a lot of the times in these gyms there's personal trainers that are hanging out uh you know making noise in the corner or with actual people training them and everything. And then the last thing is um, the food side of it, the diet side of it. I mean, every other day, I'm sure if you get into a group with people who are trying to diet, you hear things like banting or whatever catchphrase there is, but it just tells you that um, food is a big part of that. So mm. with those three pillars, I then decided we have a lot of people who provide these services. We have local trainers, a whole gang of local trainers that just don't have access to clients as much as they would want to. And then you also have nutritionists. To be fair, nutritionists are known by a very small niche market, um, but there's a lot of them that could benefit a lot of people in many different ways. It's not just for fitness, it's for things like you know people with chronic conditions, for example. So I figured, since there is no app out there that specifically services um, the Zimbabwean market, screw it. Let me just have a go at it and try to put one together myself, put those three mm. things in there. And then a few months later, here we are. We have an app that can track what you're doing. We have an app that you can get content from fitness trainers and guidance from them and get to meet them if you so please. And then you also have on the same platform, um, a service that allows you, depending on what you're trying to achieve, what your fitness goals are, what you're working out on, 
you know, you have the access to a meal planning and health and, 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 and um, lifestyle coaching service as soon as you request it. So that was as far as the inspiration went. And then the markets, it started out as, you know, just fitness oaks like myself. And then it started spreading out to people that are, you know, for example, people that are just advised by their doctors to say, you know, you need to start running or walking so many Ks a day, whatever. And then a lot of those people, for example, the people with chronic conditions, like I mentioned, will also have special dietary requirements, which is where you find the nutritionists who come in. So it is mainly people who have fitness interests that they want to achieve using those three pillars in one go for recreational fitness as well as um, survival fitness. So that, that about makes up the market. And of course, these are people that have to be, uh, you know, that have a tendency to, to, to use products that are online and apps and that sort of thing, because you find a lot of these people will not, I suppose you have fewer of them now because we're in a digital kind of environment, but um, in a normal environment, there are not a lot of people who actually use fitness apps or apps in general. They just have specific apps that they use, like WhatsApp and everything. So those are the traits that will make up my market. And then in terms of partnerships, um, you'd be very surprised how easy it is to reach out to these people um, to kind of bring a new idea to them. My partnerships span as far as personal trainers for you know the the training side of what i just described and nutritionists um and that's about it the rest i've done myself pretty much apart from the developer that i worked with you know mercenary kind of situation um uh, the the trainers themselves i marketed it on facebook instagram to literally call out to trainers as well as some that i knew personally um, to spread the word from all of the gyms i've been to and everything sat them down in a session guys this is what i want to do this is what's in it for you and this is how it would go and then you know a few of them were like oh, okay cool because a lot of these people are trying to find different ways to make money and this was an interesting way for them to actually make money but um, it did come with these difficulties of course some of them are not very tech savvy so they're thinking oh i have so much work to do on a on an online platform no, they don't understand that you know it's literally me doing everything and then with nutritionists, these guys are not to take anything away from any other profession, but these are medical people. So they tend to be very analytical in everything that they, they do. And mm -hmm. their work is very, very important. And a lot of times holds a lot of consequence. So, you know, when you'd have conversations with these people, um, you start talking about, you know, uh, things like around um, intellectual property, what happens with that, um, what exactly am I coming in as, as an employee or a consultant, or what am I going to do? Are these clients going to be my clients, your clients, whatever, whatever. But, you know, partnerships were made in that regard. But those are the main two partners, the only two partners, actually, as far as it goes um, to making Zimbo fit a whole product. The rest I've pretty much done myself. I think Valentine's no, probably like, forgotten his microphone again. Oh, there we go. No, no, no. It's, it's all. It's all. Like, <laughs> he likes living like, in awkward silence every time we have a podcast. Like, I don't like living in awkward silence. Silent. Like, it's not my thing. You're, you're making me look bad in front of Takunda. Like, 
Yeah, um, so interesting, Tako, um, what you're talking about, particularly the route that you took um, of making a PWA instead of a traditional app. And you're saying it's because you assume that people don't use um, apps that often. But I'm wondering, aren't you losing the shareability of apps? Like I could just send the APK to my friend where I share it or on WhatsApp or something. Uh, yeah, so about that, um, maybe I may have articulated it wrong. Mm. Me going the PWA route wasn't actually because of what you just said. It was actually originally meant to be an Android application um, because from a past project that I had um, and also reports from Portraz and everything, um, I found that the bulk of the market with smartphones are actually using Android. Okay. Um, so that's what it was actually meant to be initially. But then the developer that I worked with, hell of a guy, by the way, he then pointed out that, yo, you know, there's, there's, this is the general direction that apps are going across the world. And then he says, if you look at some really big apps out there, if you look at Twitter, for example, it actually has Twitter Lite. And mm -hmm. that is a progressive web app. And then you have, um, you know, he gave a few more examples. And then I actually looked it up. I was like, yeah, this guy is actually telling the truth. And, um, and then if you look at the people who actually run the stores themselves, like Google, for example, they are more interested in people um, using, you know, using the internet as opposed to uh, using the specific apps that come out of their out of their Play Store. If I remember correctly, that's what they call it. The reason why they're more interested in people using the internet because that's where they get the data on people and what they do, and then they sell that data for their ads and everything. So they actually gain more from you using the internet than you getting an app from their app store. So that's just one of the reasons, but the, 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 the whole idea for me started making sense because I wanted to have it in Android first and then spread it out to, to you know, iOS and then to Windows and everything. And I thought all of these apps are going to sort of be serving the same purpose um, and not a lot about, uh, well, there is a fair bit of it that would be offline, which you can still achieve with a PWA. We're still getting there sort of to service the offline bits of it. Um, so I thought if I can cover all of these stores in one go and give them this offline capability that they would need, because if you look at a fully developed PWA, it actually has offline capabilities. Uh, we just haven't gotten there yet, but you know, baby steps. So it was more of covering everyone in one go. And again, because of the direction that we're now going with COVID and everything, you will find that a lot of people are just stuck at home and they have a lot of devices that are on. It's no longer just mobile phones that they have in their gyms. You have people that are using tablets all the time, laptops all the time. But as long as you have a device that can connect to the internet, you can access Zimbofit. That was a whole, the, the main reason behind all of that. So. I get what you mean in terms of, you know, you could just send your mates the APK and everything mm -hmm. instead of them downloading it. Um, but I think the wider picture made more sense for me um, than that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I, it does make sense uh, what you're saying. Build once, deploy everywhere pretty much. Um, don't have to have different code bases for 
iOS, Android and stuff. Um, so now I'm wondering, does this mean you're full on on PWA um, until the end of the world or at some point is within your plans to then build an Android app, um, an iOS app, provided maybe there are benefits um, to you having an actual app on the device versus um, a PWA? Okay. Um, first of all, and this is not a neither a political or religious response. I don't think we're going to see the end of the world. <laughs> I think at some point we're just going to die and the world will carry on. But um, to answer your question, um, I mean, pivoting is always something you can do. Um, and it's also something that you cannot predict. It's, it's a reactive sort of thing. So where I'm standing right now, this is my hypothesis, right? And there's a lot of possibilities for pivoting. I might find that as the app grows, people are more interested in, you know, the meal plan side of things. And then I will pivot and start working more on that to service what, what the people need. I might then find out that um, at some point it makes sense to actually then go platform specific and start focusing on iOS and then Android and whatnot, whatnot. So it's a, it's a pivot sort of question, um, which you cannot predict in this point. It, it will really be as the app grows organically, which direction are your customers actually leading you in? But as a start, as a starting point, and as a base hypothesis, um, PWA is where I am right now. And then as for the future, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, so you just mentioned um, customers driving you in a certain direction. So I promise this will be like my last question for a while. But um, what has been the initial response um, to to the app? Um, did you over design some things under design? Uh, what are you learning from from the implementation that you've done so far? So my response so far has been um, <laughs> If you, if you would have had the misfortune of seeing the first UI that I had, <laughs> it was horrendous. But, you know, because of, you know, my background and it being my brainchild, I would see it in a different way to everybody else would. But of course, you have to validate your idea. So each time that I would put out an iteration with my test subjects and everything, I would start getting different feedback and everything. So the main things that I've learned on the feedback is um, the UI, the usability of it um, just has to work. People don't want to think too hard when they're working on an app, especially one that they use while they're doing something else. So it's been mostly on the usability of it. And then there's been things like, you know, just how you lay out your interface, for example, instead of, having a description of how you do an exercise, you have a GIF or a video of someone doing it. And then, you know, it makes more sense to them. Whereas I personally don't mind reading a whole paragraph of what an exercise does to my body. But most people, as it turns out, we just want to see a video and then they just go ahead and do it. So it's been little um, bits of feedback that have been extremely useful, mostly on the usability side of it. And then um, the other more important side was the, the meal planning and health, uh, health coaching side of it, um, the service in itself. People sort of 
normally expect that you will get, you know, a PDF sent to you to say, on this day, you can, you must eat like six eggs and on this day you must boil them and yada, yada, yada. Whereas the service that we've designed is that you are actually um, committed to a very tailored plan. You can just let, take, for example, we had the one client who um, requested a, a service for that. And then, yeah, you know, you go through an initial assessment um, just like you would with any doctor. What is the problem? What are you trying to achieve? And yada, yada, yada. And then it turned out that with that person, it was mostly about her sleeping pattern more than what she's actually eating and, and, and the way that she's working out or whatever. So the feedback has been positive in that sense that, you know, the tailored, tailored aspect of, you know, the app and its services is something that people are liking very, very much, including how, for example, you have workouts that are there, some paid, some for free, but you can actually design your own because there's a whole database of exercises which you can use to build your own workout. So um, those have been the, I suppose, the main um, points of feedback. We have gotten a few complaints really about, um, you know, if I have no data, then I'm screwed. And, you know, in Zim, our data is a bit expensive, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, that has been an issue, but with the market that we specifically target, there are people that don't really mind having data for what they want to achieve. Wow, great. And I like how you were mentioning the fitness routines that people prefer and go through the app. So I personally am part of what we call ourselves fitness mafia. It takes them. So it's just, I don't know. I mean, now we know. I think we have three, four guys that just uh-huh. post their miles at the end of the week. Um, right. So I was curious as to like, uh, since we had talked about partners earlier on, does the application allow for the personalization of workout to suit beginners all the way to the most seasoned who feel like they aren't being challenged by the current offering? Yes, it does. In the sense that you can literally create a workout in any way that you want to do it right so as a beginner your main problems would be that you don't know what you're doing you know not that you're dumb or anything but you don't know what you're doing Mm. in this space specifically so this app then has access to trainers who can give you that sort of guidance or if you read up on 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 google whatever you know simple workout for beginners this is how you do it yada yada and then you go into that app where you have that list of workouts you can literally create your own so from whatever you would have jotted down or read up on or had a small conversation with the trainer on instead of scrolling through that list of workouts you can just click that little plus sign at the top and create your own call it whatever you want add however many exercises for however many reps you like and edit it as you go along. So it literally covers everyone from beginners all the way up to, you know, experts or advanced people or whatever. Because for example, with the advanced people, they wouldn't need the help of a trainer. They will literally design their own workout and say, if today I, or the next three months, I want to focus on losing belly fat, they know exactly what they're supposed to do. And then they have a whole database of exercises to work with and then they can just build a workout from that, 
build a program from, from that and then just follow it, track it, and that's it. So it literally covers everyone. Oh, great. Yeah, losing belly fat. So like uh, belly just made me hungry there. And uh, <laughs> when, when we move over to like the, the, the food section or the meal section of the app, um, what yeah. sort of process went, to, went into that section? Uh, was there a mixture of your own personal experience as well as help from nutritionists or it, it was just one or the other? It was a mixture of personal experiences with myself and then to actually then put the service together. I put together what I thought and then threw it out into a field of people um, to say, what do you think? Because throughout the entire development of this application, I bothered a whole lot of people to validate my ideas. Um, I had a good set of testers that I would, you know, switch around for different needs and everything. But just to stick to your question, um, how it goes is if you request this service, it tells you that you are going to get contacted within 48 hours and then within 72 hours, the appointment, the first appointment should have been set. Right. And then you are then taken through a 10 day process from that assessment, you know, to ask you, Edwin, what do you want to actually achieve? What are you working on? What are your goals and everything? And then this nutritionist will start asking you, so what is your day like? What do you do? When do you wake up? What do you do in a day? What do you eat? Blah, 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 blah. And then take you through um, after that assessment, a 10 day sort of program to help you fix whatever it is they may see. That is wrong with you. So um, not particularly wrong with you, but that would help you reach where you're trying to go. So mm. the process of putting that together was a mixture of me thinking, if I want to see a nutritionist or a health coach, how soon would I want them to start talking to me? And how would I like them to start talking to me? And what would be the easiest way for them to monitor me you know, without me feeling like they're invading on my privacy too much, whatever. And then, you know, I design a little bit of something, talk to these nutritionists and ask them, can you be able to actually deliver these kinds of services for this duration in this, um, you know, space of time in terms of how soon you can contact a client who was sent through a request? We have a few conversations about that. They, you know, change a few things because this is their area of expertise. Remember, they'll say, ah, oh, okay, you know, it doesn't make sense to say, um, we will tell you what to do in two days. They'll say, you know, this is a lifestyle change. So the most we can do, the least rather, is to say, maybe let's start them off on a 10 to 15 day sort of thing where we can kickstart them into changing their lifestyle. Because a lot of the times your diet and stuff is not necessarily what you feel like eating. It's what you've pre-programmed yourself to eat over a very long time so it's a lifestyle sort of thing so as those conversations went around we craft something we throw it back to that same set of users what do you think about this they tell us uh you know i don't like this and that and blah blah blah, blah, blah. refine it until we have something that we can all agree on and that's it so it's a mixed bag it's not um me being a genius or whatever Okay, so I'm actually excited about the part that, um, or at least what I picked from what you're saying is, there are actually uh, nutritionists and trainers in the background that help with the sort of um, 
uh, exercise and meal plan for whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. ah, great. So, so let's say I am a beginner who is mm -hmm. probably trying to make um, the most the most of the time during a lockdown, and they are just to get in shape both. Uh, both on stamina and gaining a bit of muscle or bulk without any definition, what would you recommend they do on Zimbofit in regards to the meal plans and exercise regime? Um, I suppose you would need a lot of stamina in lockdown, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would recommend, I would recommend that uh, you, because if, if you, if you get the chance to use the app, when you, are, are registering your profile. It'll ask you, you know, what are your goals? And then you have some that are uh, mass gaining, weight loss, um, some that are flexibility, because you have things like yoga in there, some that are just um, general fitness or strength, functional strength, whatever. Um, we do have a category for that, which is just general fitness. And then what this will do is inform um, the nutritionist that you will be assigned when you request for the assistance to say, okay, this is Edwin, he just wants general fitness. So the conversation that we are going to have will be guided by the fact that over everything, Edwin's fitness goals is general fitness. So after that, the workouts that you want to look at, because again, they are classified, the workouts and programs, um, you can use the simple filter that is right at the top when you're scrolling through and everything, scrolling through the workouts and everything. There's a little filter button there where you can just filter through the types of workouts that you want. You can then uncheck, you know, your weightlifting programs or your Zumba programs or, or your yoga programs or whatever, and just stick to the ones that will be more cardio oriented, which you will find in that filter. So you can then, after you filtered out things that you don't want you start looking through those programs and workouts to see what it is that you can and can't do and decide that decide that for yourself and then once you say you've picked out a program or a workout each program and workout comes with an author which is a trainer who does exist in that system and then you can see their profile so you can then contact them in over you know instagram or um, whatever links they have put on, or even their phone numbers and everything. Say, hey, look, I saw your workout on ZimboFit and this is what I'm trying to do. What would you advise? And they would advise you on what to do and how to do it safely. And this is all for free because their profile is appearing there um, marked under their work so that they can help you to do whatever it is that you want. You see what I mean? And then from there, once you start the workout, if you feel like you want some advice on your meal planning and everything, again, each time you open that workout, there's a little button that tells you, that says, you know, request meal planning services. When you click on that, it tells you, okay, um, after you do the purchase and whatnot, it tells you this person is going to contact you like this, this, that, 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 that. The nutritionist is going to hit you up. And then you guys do the whole, you know, assessment to 10 day little program and everything. And then from there, you sort of kickstarted the lifestyle that you're trying to go through. So just to wrap that up, you have decided what your ultimate goal is, and you've told ZimboFit that, and then you have gotten to chat to the trainer whenever you feel like you want to chat to them 
to make sure that you're exercising correctly, you're doing everything correctly. And if you need extra guidance from them, they're available for that. And then um, you can track everything that you're doing on top of that, you know, look through your history and whatnot to say, okay, when I did it last week, I managed to do 20. When I did it today, it was 30. You have a nice little graph to tell you if you're very crappy at it or if you're doing well. And then lastly, you have your meal planning, health, lifestyle kind of aspect to it. And then you've covered those three pillars that I mentioned at the very beginning in a very simple way. So you've gotten that whole product in one place for what you're trying to achieve. Oh, great. So, so when we started off, you were saying that um, when you started Zimbo Fit, it was supposed to be like an all-in-one app. Uh, that encompasses the training side of it, the fitness side of it, as well as the, the nutrition side of it. Um, so I was thinking, do you have um, an option whereby someone can, especially on the nutrition side of things, someone can have uh, stores or places where they can get um, some of the specialist diets that they would need? Um, not at the moment, as you might know, because I'm talking to techies here. Um, this is an MVP. This is literally a minimum viable prog pro um, product. So there are a lot of future features that are on my back burner that are just itching to come out. You know what I mean? And that happens to mm. be one of them. Um, but this is literally an MVP just to um, validate this idea to see if it will work. And if it does work, what sort of direction does it take? Because of the way that I built it, it is meant to service very specific needs, needs which might start to get fine-tuned, as I mentioned earlier on. So I do have future features that I think would help, but because it's an MVP, we'll also then look at the evolution and the needs of these customers thereof as we go along. We then might find... On, on my back burner, some things might need to be pushed up. For example, you have a lot of apps that have the ability to, when you, you know, you've finished your run and you've taken a picture and you're holding your little cool bottle and your towel and you're nice and sweaty, you can post that immediately to your Facebook. And then your friends will be like, oh, high fives, you know, well done and everything. Then you go to bed feeling well, feeling great. So there, that is a very common feature across fitness apps but it's not one that i decided to include on my mvp because i wanted the very very basics of what um people who are trying to live this lifestyle are trying to go for so we might find that um people are using this app and then maybe taking screenshots to share with their friends on whatsapp or whatever and then we think oh okay instead of pushing up that store that edwin mentioned the other day we might need to push up this function of sharing to social media, for example. So to answer your question, that feature definitely is in the works, but it's just sitting on my back burner and what we have um, online right now is an MVP. Okay, um, that's cool, Tago. So enough about the app, let's go to the other interesting side of things that um, sometimes can get forgotten when you're thinking about the tech. So um, this is about the business. So the first question, yeah. so I've got two questions. Um, the first one is, yeah, how is ZimboFit making money? So am I paying per workout, a subscription? 
And then the second one is um, on the other side of the supply chain, I guess, which is the, the trainers. Um, are they working on commission or what? What's the business model structured like? Okay, so without revealing too much before throwing out an NDA, <laughs> um, how Zimbo, I'll, I'll start with how ZimboFit makes money and then the nutritionists and whatnot. So ZimboFit makes money from, um, from the sale of content. If it is content that is developed in-house, um, it's just listed there, workouts, programs and whatnot. So you'll find um, maybe an over-encompassing aspect that we need to start on is all of the content that you'll find on ZimboFit is either free or paid for. Um, but the registration, creating an account, accessing ZimboFit, all of that stuff is free and it'll always be free. ZimboFit will, will never be uh, a sold app. I can promise you that because I think it's total BS that you have to buy an app. But anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. So in terms of the apps that are, in terms of the content that is developed in-house, when you click purchase on a workout that you like, you get the options to use either EcoCash, OneMoney, or PayPal. And then, you know, you go through the payments as you normally would with EcoCash or OneMoney. You know, the prompt comes up on your phone, which will be the number that you would have registered your account with. Or if you're using PayPal, it takes you to the secure platform and then you make a payment. And then from there, every time that you open the application, the workout that you have purchased is free, is now available to you forever. So it's not like a per month sort of thing. It's each time you purchase it, it's now yours. And then when we then come to the trainers, when they provide content to ZimboFit, they make money either by selling content to ZimboFit, which is literally selling the intellectual property um, to ZimboFit, or if they list their workouts with us, workouts programs, and they decide to make them paid workouts, um, they take the lion's share of whatever cost price would be listed there. And then ZimboFit just takes a very tiny um, facilitation fee because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is to link you, the user with this trainer. And if we're linking you and them by you buying their content, obviously, because we have bills, we have to take a little bit of a commission and everything. And then with nutritionists, um, because these are people who are, you know, at different levels of expertise, of course, there's a minimum that we work with. Um, same thing with trainers. Um, they price their services however it is they feel they must price them. And then it's the same sort of scenario with the trainer. So when you request for that service, um, the price that you will see there is the price that we would have agreed with the nutritionist who cover that particular workout or program. And then we have our commission and everything. So the prices will vary in terms of the content because one um, trainer, for example, will charge $200 an hour um, in, the, in, you know, in regular life. And then whereas you find some will charge 10 bucks an hour. So that variation you will also see in the content that they create and list on ZimboFit same thing with the nutritionists. So that's how the whole system makes money. We make money together, essentially. Awesome. Um, so if you're worried why I was quiet, um, 
Ed and and uh, Rufaro pretty much shushed me. They're like, yeah, this episode, you're not going to talk. You talk a lot of nonsense. So <laughs> forgive, me for that. forgive them for that, sorry. Uh, so my, I, I'll just round off like, with the final question, just to ask, like, okay, so what are the goals for it? Um, let's say by the end of the year, that's the short term. And then we can then say the next three years and let's just say the next uh, five years after that. Um, the very specific goals for this year in terms of getting the app out there, um, I would like to see a situation where I have um, a minimum of a thousand registered users and a minimum of 200 active users because, you know, sometimes you can have a situation where someone just saw the, you know, the link on Instagram, whatever they click and they're excited, oh, because it's the beginning of the year, new year, new me, and they register the account and do one or two workouts and then they're over it, but the account mm-hmm. remains uh, dormant. But you'll find someone will register an account and stick through it with the workouts and everything for the whole year. So that'll be the differentiation between registered users and active users. And those are the sort of metrics that I'm going for. And then, and then in, in about three years, I am trying to look at having a minimum of about 20 personal trainers uh, appearing in the app itself. Um, I'll, I'll probably adjust that number as we go along. And the reason why I think this will grow is because I don't know if you've heard of Ace Fitness. There's these guys who train personal trainers. Um, at Old Mutual here in Narare. But there's a lot of people that are coming through that little course um, and Mm. as well as the more expansive courses and everything. There's a lot of trainers that are out there in Zimbabwe that do not have work. So uh, at some point, um, I am going to turn my attention towards why they do have my attention. But right Mm. now I'm focusing on metrics and their role is sort of, um, attached to growing these metrics, um, but I, I want the metrics to grow organically as opposed to, um, you know, you know, paid for growth, essentially. Um, and then at that point in three years, it will be the same thing with nutritionists and everything. So I want it in three years to be sort of a hub um, more than an app, you know what I mean? To say, you know, in the app itself, I'm actually just tracking my stuff really for fitness and everything. But the activity around it is centered around those three pillars that I mentioned. And those are things that were happening before the app was in existence in itself. So this is something like a social concept that was already happening. I only just managed to capture it in a piece of technology. So, you know, the piece of technology in itself will not be where the where the proverbial money is at, it's in enhancing the growth of the social concept, um, which will result in, you know, business for everyone involved growing as well. So when we get to three years, that's the type of um, conversation we're going to be looking at, you know, Mm -hmm. making it a hub more than just an app that is there somewhere. So curious to say, would you ever switch the model to something like a subscription-based? Because if someone has the, um, the exercise forever, and I guess that obviously your needs as a person evolve over time, so you'll need more demanding stuff and you'll have to pay for uh, for the, the high-level courses for you to, for the high-level um, programs for you to get better. 
but we'll never be at a point where you'd even consider um, saying it's a monthly subscription-based sort of service. I, I definitely would do that. And because the reason why I say that is not because I think at some point when I have like, you know, 10,000 users, then I can take advantage and, and, you know, take money from them, whatever. I say this because, again, this is something that has already been happening prior to the existence of the app. You will find that some trainers, a lot of trainers, charge mm. their, their loyal clients monthly fees to train them regardless of what it is that they're making them do in that month. So you will find at some point, for example, I might pivot in the sense that I will have a situation where to gain access to a certain trainer and all of their content, you have a subscription fee that you're charged every month. You see what I mean? So the, the point um, definitely will come. And I say this with confidence because it's something, again, that has been happening prior to the existence of the app. Um, and again, mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier on that, some of these um, decisions to pivot will be directed by how the customers are, are perceiving the product, how the business itself is going, um, where we think we'll make more money um, for everyone involved, that sort of uh, consideration. But the more definite one is because of the model that you can already observe with personal trainers. Cool. Um, so I guess my, my next question is a lot more aspirational. Um, uh, could we see at some point possibly it, uh, Zimbabwe being incorporated on wearables, you know, or, you know, if, if someone in Zim launches is launching their own line of wearables and, you know, fitness trackers, you know, you integrate those into, into Zimbabwe. Yep. Again, like I said, my back burner is like in the literal sense of a back burning. There are so many mm -hmm. features that are on there. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because with wearables, you have a lot of compatibility issues, but if you look at how technology is growing, they're starting to open up their APIs and things like that. Um, so it's, it's definitely a feature that is there that I'm looking very, that I'm monitoring very, very closely um, because you have the likes of Edwin who just happen to have a wearable, but they don't, you know, they don't really pay attention to what they can do with it all the way um so it's definitely a function that i'm monitoring closely that is there on my back burner and that we will expect probably in the near future so i would say yes to that great um so uh, that, that, that's it for today if we have more questions we will contact you for another podcast i think we can go about this even more on the fitness sense of it because of, of i think there are two members of the fitness mafia in this podcast so i'm okay, sure they will have okay. more you know how do i do this how do i do that questions but thank you for joining us um and giving yeah, and shedding sure. more light on, on, on yeah people. and 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 thank you guys for having me man this was fun thank you guys for having me no worries um and to ed and to faro who yeah you know what who kept me you know wrapped up today well done well done <laughs> yeah I find as always to. <laughs> all right so to the listeners i uh, will check you out next time thank you for listening bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.